Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. G'day and welcome once again to Profitable Farmer. This is Jeremy Hutchings. I am dialing in to you from Adelaide. We are over here for our two-day top producer program, lucky enough to have 200 farming business owners in the room today, a fantastic day. Um, really regrettable that our Victorian contingent can't be with us, but um, a cracking two-day top producer program where we help show farming families how to make more profit, take control and achieve their definition of what it is to create freedom in and around their business. So um, sitting here with um, the City of Churches in the background, beautiful day. Um, I hope you're all well where you are. So in the last podcast, I, over the last two, I should say, I've got to speak around you know, planning and setting up for the year and a bit of a different spin on strategy and planning. And then the art and science of negotiation. And it occurred to me that both of those topics all are around dealing with and influencing and leading people, which led me to think, you know what, there's one third part to this puzzle that I want to talk to you about today. And it links, and I want to talk to you about personalities. You know, in this industry, and you think about going to the local sale yards or field days or professional events or the local pub or in local communities, there are so many wonderful and very big personalities that we have to deal with, influence, impact and lead. And I think it's true too that in our families, there are so many personality types at play. And I certainly think in my family, my father, my mother, my two brothers, the workmen we had growing up on the farm, so many personalities. Yet nowhere in life do we actually learn to work with and how to influence and get the best from the different types of personalities that exist. And so years ago in business and through business coaching, I learned about some of the personality profiling systems and methods that are out there. And the one that I like and that we use at Farm Owners Academy is one called DISC. And so if you've got a piece of paper, I'm going to get you to draw a picture for me and write this down. Um, And we can share a couple of visuals on our Facebook page to give you something to work with here. But I want to talk about the different personalities that we have to manage and work with and influence and lead in business and in farming. I want you to understand your personality type and then how you might adapt and adjust your personality type and your communication so that you can manage and get better outcomes in the people and in the family members that you work with and around. I think it's such an important piece. And so personalities, we've got individuals who are outgoing and extroverted And we've got people who are introverted. And so if you drew a line down the middle of a page and then a line across the middle of the page to create four quadrants, and at the top of that, write outgoing, and at the southern, the bottom end, write introverted, 
on the left axis, if you like, over at east, you could write task-oriented and on the right, people-oriented. Now, basically, there are four major types of personality styles or groups that we can put people in and that we can fall into. And so if someone is outgoing and task-oriented, we call them dominant or direct, a high D. So you can put a D in that top left quadrant, dominant or direct. Now, these guys are fast-paced, assertive, bold, very energetic, and very much on getting stuff done and moving on to the next task. Often they can be a bit like elephants in China shops in that they don't care too much for how their um, approach to fast task completion influences or impacts others because they've already dusted themselves off and moved on to the next task to resolve. Next to them and on the right, outgoing and people-oriented individuals are high eyes, influencers. Now, these are the guys that arrive to the workplace, energetic, fast-paced, confident, but very focused on social outcomes and people and having fun. These guys are the life of the party. They're the ones dancing on the table at about 11 o'clock at night. And they're also the ones that want to talk about how much fun they had on the weekend until about Wednesday. Not task-oriented, but a whole lot of fun to be around. The right bottom quadrant on this matrix is people who are reserved and people-oriented. These guys just want everyone to be happy. They're quiet, slow-paced, thoughtful, calm, methodical, but they are deeply concerned about wanting everyone to be happy and caring thoughtfully and in a steady way about how things are playing out and how decisions made might impact those around them. Bottom left quadrant are our high Cs. So our bottom right quadrant are our high Ss. They're steady or stabilizers. So you can write S in that quadrant. The bottom left quadrant are our high Cs. Now, these guys are very accurate, very task-oriented. They're introverted, so they actually would rather just be left alone with a list of jobs to get on with. The stereotypical accountant comes to mind in this instance. Not at all wanting a social outcome necessarily, would rather just knuckle down and get stuff done quietly and thoughtfully and accurately, really good on detail. 
So if you think about this, we've got our Ds, Is, Ss and Cs, hence the disk profiling method. Now, what actually happens in reality is that opposites, often where the conflict happens is in opposite. So high eyes that are out there talking about their weekend and how much fun they had and all those things can actually frustrate the high Cs who just want to knuckle down quietly in the corner and get stuff done. High eyes aren't too fussed with detail and want to think big picture and about, um, you know, visionary, creative kind of dynamics, whereas the high Cs don't want to make decisions without real detail, real specificity, good levels of analysis, thoughtful, accurate decision-making. So Is and Cs can clash. Equally, the high D elephant in the china shop who just wants to trailblaze towards a vision and to get it done and, you know, really move quickly can actually really intimidate the high S personality type who's really concerned that all of that fast, um, aggressive change might have a negative impact on them and those around them. The high S wanting slow, thoughtful, caring change. Equally, the high S can drive the high D mad because they're too kind, too gentle, too nurturing. Let's just worry less about how people are feeling and let's just get on with business is often the narrative. And so it's so interesting how these different personalities can play out because so much of the conflict that happens in a team between individuals and so much of the conflict and friction that can happen within a family can be mapped directly back to just personality type. And so if we think about this, would you like to be made wrong for your personality or your behavioural style? At your core, that's just who you are. I'm a high I or I'm a high C. I value accuracy. I value thoughtfulness. And so when someone else from another quadrant is feeling conflicted or frustrated by you, can you see how often we make people wrong for their personality type? which can be so damaging. Yet when we start to understand how this plays out, we can absolutely show more empathy, be more caring, find more respect, find even more love for those around us and find ways to tap into their strength for their personality rather than make them wrong because they're different from you. For me in this, when I now use this to understand the different personalities in my family, I think if only I knew this growing up, I would have found a way to have more respect for dad 
for being that kind, gentle, slow-moving, thoughtful guy and even better understand my brothers where there was conflict between us for my eldest brother, you know, being quite accurate and precise um, and even wanting to keep control, the high C personality type where I was that high eye, just wanting to be a little bit reckless, take a few risks, have a bit of fun. You know, my middle brother, Jono, high D, cuts through all the emotion, just wants to knuckle down and find a task and move forward. Let's get on with it. Um, so interesting. And so it's my hope in sharing this with you that this can help you reflect on the different personalities that exist within your family and also the different personalities that exist within your team. And you can pick someone quite quickly. We all have a major trait. We don't want to put people in a box and say, oh, you're a high D, therefore, or you're a high S or a high C. But naturally, we've got a dominant trait and then a secondary and a tertiary. So, for example, I am a high I, but equally my second trait is high S, so I am thoughtful and empathetic and caring, and then high C is my third. So I do kind of value accuracy and analysis and detail, certainly around important decisions. So it's really valuable to see this and to do a DISC profile and we can share a link, and I think it's for you know $100 or a couple of hundred bucks, you can get a 20-page report, which in filling in a relatively simple questionnaire, you can get a really thorough report back that helps you more deeply understand where you sit in this matrix and in this quadrant. And then others around you can do the same. And when you actually get to sharing those reports and understanding where you each sit, this can become a really powerful process that can bring conflicting teams back together. Because once I know where I sit on this um, quadrant or in this matrix, then it's about, well, how might I adapt my style of communication to better meet someone else where they're at. Leadership is about adaptability in order to influence. So if I can adjust from where I am to actually meet that high C or that high D or that high S where they're at in terms of how they like to be communicated to, everything can change. And with that, I can now, having looked into this and understood it and studied it for a while, pick someone's personality type quickly, even before I shake their hand and meet them for the first time. So if one someone's standing tall and on the ball of their feet and they're well presented and you know, and they walk up and you get a firm handshake and it's a short, sharp, g'day, how are you going? I kind of know they're a high D. But if someone comes up and says, G'day, how are you going? How was your weekend? Where are you from? And they're beautifully well presented, crisply dressed, confident, extroverted, social. 
I know they're a high eye and I can adapt my, my, my response, be it on the phone or in person accordingly. If someone turns up and they're quiet and composed and slow-paced and they come across as really gentle and kind and thoughtful, it's easy to pick where they come from and you can adapt accordingly. And same for a C. If someone's really asking, so where are you from? Or not asking too many questions because high Cs probably don't naturally go out to show significant interest in a conversation with others. They're happy to sit back, less concerned for how they look and present compared to an I or a D. We can adapt accordingly. And so, so much of the conflict in a team can come from not knowing this. When you do know this, we can start recruiting for the gap. And so in an interview, we all like to recruit people like us is the normal human tendency. So if a high D is going into an interview process and interviewing six people, he will have interviews that he he thinks or she thinks are most powerful um, and the person that they're recruiting, you know, short, sharp, concise, got to the point, let's get on with it, visionary, you know, big picture thinker, all that. So high Ds recruit high Ds. High Ss have long, thoughtful, kind, caring interviews and recruit high Ss. And all of a sudden we can find ourselves with teams of high Ds or teams of high S's. Can you imagine a team of high I's? They would have a heap of fun. A whole lot would get done creatively. But, sorry, they would have a lot of fun, but they wouldn't get much done because they lack the skills and traits of those other quadrants in this profiling. At Farm Owners, we've just recruited for an admin support person and a PA to me. Now, we were really creative and we are always really creative in how we recruit. So we put a video out on a landing page on Facebook and the first step in our recruitment process was people had to put a video back to us answering three questions. The second step in the process was a disk profile. The third step in the process was completing a task for us recreating a written document so that we could test around accuracy and mastery of the English language, which will be important in this role. And so through that, we went from 1,100 applicants to 60 videos. From that, we then condensed down to eight who did the test. And from that, we went into four one-on-one interviews very efficiently and very quickly. We'd gone from 1,100 applicants to four interviews before we had actually really dedicated any time to the interviewing process. And then through the DISC analysis, of the four, three were standouts. They were the perfect complement to Adele and myself and our team. We knew that we were... Strong on Ds, strong on Is, 
and that we needed someone who was kind, gentle, nurturing, who could support our clients well with a really strong level of attention to detail to complement Adele and myself and our team. It meant that we went into our first round interview really clear that we were getting someone who was going to complement our skill set and match and integrate into our team so that we had diversity of personality type, diversity of behavioural style, so that all bases were covered. It can be really powerful in a recruitment process. And so digging a little deeper in this, getting profiles and sharing those can be really good to understand each other. I'm just going to race through this again. Um, there are priorities, motivations, fears, limitations of each personality type. And so those high Ds that are active and task-oriented, they prioritise getting immediate results, taking action, challenging themselves and others. They love adventure. They're motivated by power and authority. They're motivated by competition, winning and success. Often these are the guys willing to get up at four in the morning to go and train for a triathlon before work. They're driven. Their fears are loss of control, being taken advantage of and vulnerability. Their limitations are often lack of concern for others, impatience and insensitivity. See, it doesn't make them wrong that they might have a lack of concern for others, impatience and insensitivity. It doesn't make them wrong that they're driven or that they crave control. It's just who they are. So how is it we can learn to love them for who they are and use that those wonderful qualities to our advantage in moving our team forward. High eyes prioritise expressing themselves, taking action, encouraging collaboration. They're motivated by social recognition, group activities, friendly relationships. Now, high eyes have a fear of social rejection, disapproval, loss of influence, or being ignored. And their limitations are impulsiveness, disorganisation, and lack of follow-through. So if we were to complement that high I with the high C, who prioritises ensuring accuracy, maintaining stability, challenging assumptions, these high Cs who are sceptical, objective, logic-focused, motivated by opportunities to use their expertise or gain knowledge with a real attention to quality. These high Cs fear being criticised for slipshod methods or being made wrong. And their limitations at times, especially when under pressure, can be being overly critical, having a tendency to overanalyse, and even isolate themselves. High S's, the bottom right quadrant, they're empathetic, 
receptive. Their priorities are giving support, maintaining stability, enjoying collaboration. They're motivated by stable environments, sincere appreciation, cooperation, and the opportunity to help. High S's have a fear of loss of stability. They have a fear of change, loss of harmony, and they have a fear of offending others. High S's have a limitation, if you like, of being overly accommodative, a a tendency to avoid change, and indecision. And so it's really easy to see why opposites might conflict, but used to your advantage and and equipped with a knowledge of the power of personality profiling, opposites often attract. My wife and I are opposites in these profiles and we actually complement each other beautifully. But we, when I think about the Farm Owners Academy team, we've got high Cs in analytical roles. We've got high Ss in coaching roles. We've got high Ds and high Is in the management and leadership roles. And we've got high Ss and high Cs in the client care and administrative roles. And it's really valuable and powerful that we can all respect and appreciate where we each are on this profiling. We've all done these profiles and we've all debriefed the profiles so that we have a deeper understanding of ourselves and we have a deeper respect and understanding for each other. I highly recommend that using DISC profiling methodology or another like it, Myers-Briggs or others, there are so many, can be so powerful in helping you understand the people around you, how to influence them and how to better work with them as family members and team members to get ahead, get things done, achieve and succeed together and be more aligned. I believe that like the planning method that we recommend and like the negotiation theory that I spoke to in the last podcast, that these sorts of tools well applied can change everything. I think they can allow for succession conversations to be more constructive, strategic planning conversations to be more effective, monthly, weekly team meetings to unfold in a more constructive way, and importantly, family Christmas lunches and weekend barbecues to be more composed and calm, respectful and harmonious. And so at Farm Owners Academy, Seeing families become more aligned, grow together and succeed together in farming and in life is absolutely one of our priorities. And so I encourage all of you to consider using personality profiling as a way in which to get a deeper understanding of each other and a deeper level of respect and even love for each other.
I hope this has been useful. I've scratched the surface on DISC profile. We will share on um, our Farm Owner Academy Facebook page perhaps um, a resource that links to this and a link even that you can use to go and buy a couple of these um, profiling resources so that you and your team can get profiling done and get underway with this journey of deeper understanding the diverse and significant mix of personalities that play out in our business and our lives. Guys, a short, sharp podcast. I hope that is constructive for you. Again, wonderful to be over here enjoying the top producer program with over 200 farmers from all around Australia. And um, wherever you are listening to this, stay safe. Enjoy the season that's playing out in front of us and look forward to checking in with you again soon. Take care. All the best. And bye for now.